This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Gary. I'm Karen Wynan. And we are getting on our bell bottoms and our leisure suits. Because, oh my God. <laughs> according to uh, Wikipedia, it is Sweet Valley Fever, but according to Amazon, it's called Sweet Valley High Fever. Which, you know, who do we even believe at this stage? <laughs> I mean, we'll see how accurate their blurbs are. Uh, we will get started, of course, with those same blurbs. Um, and this is what Wikipedia has to say. Jessica plans a 70s disco dance at Sweet Valley mm-hmm. after Edith gives her the idea. Very accurate. Okay, okay. Liz wants Todd to get into the spirit of the decade, but Todd doesn't really want to. Also true. Mm-hmm. Until the principal shows of the light. Oh wow! This is all very accurate. It's amazing. I'm shocked. <laughs> what is very it? unlikely? <laughs> Flabbergasted, and it's spelled properly. Um, <laughs> what does Amazon have to say to us? Again, we're keeping it short and sweet, and it's simply Jessica and Liz plan a '70s themed school dance. It is accurate. It is. But yeah, they they do plan a dance. They eventually have to work together, but yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> Well, we had high hopes for this episode and I have to say I wasn't disappointed. Oh, no, this was great. I'm so glad everyone dusted off their bell bottoms and uh, various outfits and wigs because, oh boy, are there wigs. Oh, there are wigs. (laughs) Some of these wigs are, shall we say, ill-advised. Yes. There's a few (laughs) ill-advised hair moments in this episode. But, (laughs) never be warned, but nevertheless, it is so much fun. It really is. Like, I was so charmed by this episode and there were some amazing outfits Uh, (laughs) but um, speaking of amazing outfits thank you to everybody who came to our live show last week and uh, and thanks to everybody who dressed up oh my god everybody did such a fucking brilliant job honestly I was just so impressed it was such great crack it was amazing and uh yeah if you dressed up please send us a photo of you in your uh in your ensembles because we did not take any photos at all and oh uh, we didn't take a single fucking picture all night like ridiculously but there you go we we were distracted i guess by doing the fucking show but yeah uh if anyone has pictures they want to send our way please do well uh we will uh we will obviously be sharing images from this episode mm-hmm. on our on our socials because it truly is a feast for the eyes. You just some of it you just have to see to believe. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if if uh, even outfit 
describe for extraordinaire, Karen will find the words for some of these looks. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I simply will not have the words. And if she can't, I definitely can't. Well, we begin in Sweet Valley High, where Liz storms up to Jessica at her locker and gives out to her for racking up a bunch of parking tickets. And Liz says she's the most responsible person, uh, irresponsible person, I should say, that Liz knows. And this is probably true. Oh, definitely. But like Jessica, again, in a nice little comedic moment, is like, me? You need to get out more because, <laughs> you know, there's just no talking to her. But also, I do want to shout out another little playing card outfit uh, from <gasps> yes! Jessica here. She enjoys a playing card motif because, of course, she previously wore a little Queen of Hearts outfit. She did. <laughs> this time, this time it's a little black and white uh, top with, is it spades or clubs are on it's it? spades, like, I think. Spades. It's so good. It's very, very cute. Well, Chrome Dome approaches and uh, he's got news about the forthcoming spring dance. Yes, apparently it's in trouble. So whoever was organising it, like it wasn't a proper Sweet Valley name, so I just didn't even... Oh, it was Susie... Susie something. Susie Bartle or something. Come on. Yeah. I was like, this name means nothing to me. I'm just not going to remember it or even write it down. I'm just not bothered. Yet another wasted opportunity. Just say Olivia had to back out at the last minute. Something. Throw us a bone. They do every so often and then they have these really obvious opportunities to just throw in a name but they just they choose not to <laughs> Susie Bartle I mean really come on <laughs> well Liz of course is the obvious replacement for Susie Bartle whoever she is <laughs> and uh, when Chrome Dome makes this clear Jessica's quite affronted she is she's immediately all like well, what about me like I could do, do this I could totally do this but Liz points out quite reasonably that like there's a lot of work in planning a dance she's like do you have any idea just how much work would go into this um, but Jessica's insistent she says that she's not the only Wakefield who can throw a party uh, and then appeals to uh, to Chrome Dome and apparently he's always telling them to challenge themselves so she's like you know give me a chance let me be all that I can be <laughs> and it's all very like 90s motivational kind of catchphrases yeah. she's throwing around <laughs> which is very enjoyable <laughs> well, Chrome Dome agrees with her and says, you know, if she wants into any trouble, her sister can help her out, which isn't very fair to Liz. No. But Jessica says it won't be necessary. Hmm. And when Chrome Dome leaves, Liz says, like, oh, this is one dance she can't wait to see. But <laughs> Jessica's confident. Yeah, she realises that she likes how this uh, whole responsibility thing feels, that it's kind of fun. And then when she's left on her own, she's about to walk away and then like yells at a guy for littering in the hall. So she's like, yes, this is who I am now. <laughs> Uh, of course, he gets a little extra. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good extra work in this episode. You know, he wouldn't be an extra if he didn't get a little line. <laughs> a little overdubbed line. Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we cut to another corridor and Manny is uh, sporting a bouquet. He is. And it's quite funny, actually, because he comes up to Winston. <laughs> Winston sees the flowers and takes them from him immediately. And he's like, you shouldn't have and then kind of takes a beat and goes can we still date other people <laughs> well Winston uh, will we'll be disappointed because Manny reveals that he's going to use this bouquet to ask Enid for the dance or to the dance and mm. Winston speaks for us all when he's like oh you know you move fast it's like two months since you kissed her so we were wondering what had yes. happened to I'm their glad. romance and I'm so glad Winston addressed it because we genuinely were like what's going on there it's been ages and clearly it actually has because yeah it has canonically now been two months since they kissed at Christmas um, so 
that all lines up, I guess, with a spring dance. But um, yeah, Manny apparently says he doesn't want to be too aggressive. But like, yeah, Winston's kind of like, okay, but like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just ask her properly because now Manny isn't even going to directly ask Ina to the dance. He's literally just going to tape this tiny bouquet of flowers to her locker instead with a little note on it. So that's going to mm. do the job for him. Uh, well, Winston says that uh, girls prefer a direct approach. And then he asks a randomer called Sharon if she'll go to the dance. And uh, she literally scoffs at him Aww. and walks away. And we get an overdubbed extra going, as if. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we really are in clueless territory here. <laughs> Just the, everyone saying as if as a little <laughs> off camera asides. But what I do enjoy about Winston is he's kind of unfazed whenever he gets shot down like yeah. this. He's just kind of like, well, on to the next, <laughs> which I do really enjoy. <laughs> Same. He doesn't, he's not bitter or resentful. He's just no. like, well. You win yeah. some, lose some. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good attitude. <laughs> well, we cut to Enid. She's wearing a, one of her many, many trademark mm-hmm. Baker Boy hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a very nice little checked dress. Yes. And uh, she's lamenting the fact um, that Manny has barely spoken since they kissed to, well, to her, since mm. they kissed two months ago. Um, and she's worried that because she's so quiet and retiring, people <laughs> think she's a, an aloof snob. Yeah, Liz reassures her that nobody thinks she's a snob, which, okay, fair. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because as she's walking to her locker, she goes past the one with the flowers on them and kind of looks at them wistfully and goes, oh, pretty flowers, and then opens her locker, which is the one beside the flowers. So they were taped to the wrong bloody locker. Oh, man, you biggie. Just how do you <laughs> not know the locker of the object of your affections? Indeed. Um, so uh, Enid is worried that Manny is still into his ex, Simone, mm-hmm. which is a bit of continuity. Mm-hmm. And Liz reassures her. It's like, no, don't be silly. Like, he talks about you all the time. Um, doesn't talk to her, but he talks about no. her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as they walk off, who should walk up to the the bedecked with bouquet locker? Well, it's Jessica, because it was her bloody locker. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a total disaster. But yeah, it is quite funny because she kind of, she takes the flowers off it and she's like, oh, okay, kind of interested. Reads the note uh, aloud and it says, uh, yeah, will you go to the spring dance with me, love, M?" And her reaction yeah. just like, huh, get in line, M," And just like tosses the whole lot on the ground. She delivers that really funnily, I have to say. Um, and yeah, you might be wondering, was this not even addressed to Enid? And it, we see when she, when we see the envelope she tossed on the ground, that it did have Enid's name on it. But Jessica didn't even look at it. She just like ripped the envelope open. Yeah, because of course, it was, of course, it was for her. There's no way this was going to be an accident. <laughs> In fairness, it was in her locker. So yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, we cut to the Casadell Wakefield and Jessica was splendid in shiny polyester. So shiny. So shiny, so flammable. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's hilarious that they keep talking about the 70s being the decade of polyester when they are constantly bedecked. In- oh my God, in the most polyester of polyester stuff. And even the stuff that they wear just already has these kind of like throwback 70s patterns yeah. on them. Like It's just that point in the 90s when things looked a bit 60s and 70s. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, she's lying on the couch and Enid and Liz come in looking totally adorable. Mm-hmm. Liz is wearing this amazing sort of blue floral kind of A-line shift dress, which I would have yeah. 100% <laughs> in 1995 and or whatever year this was um, yeah. and would 100% wear now. Yes. And Enid's also got a little retro look on and it feels very authentic 
for the time for somebody Definitely. in their late teens who was looking a bit retro it was very much the mid-90s version of it and it's oh yeah it's uh kind of amazing when i see people at the show wear things that have actually worn but it's always Enid or Liz oh always yes yeah. you can always rely on Enid for the actual like what teens were wearing at this time kind yeah. of outfits for sure well, Jessica says party planning is such a lot of work. And <laughs> this is like, well, what have you done? And she basically admits nothing, but she has staff. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's done for the day, but her staff are still working on it. And they're like, what do you mean staff? And she's like, oh, you know, Lila, Cheryl, some others. So, so nameless lackeys are taking okay. care of it, apparently. But Enid asks what the theme is going to be. Well, Jessica hasn't even thought of a theme. Uh, she just thinks it's going to be like uh, people dancing. And Enid suggests uh, something a bit more specific. Well, yes, as we know, it's going to be a 70s theme. That was Enid's idea. And she's like, yeah, a disco. And her and Liz do this little dance together. And they're just like throwing out ideas then. I think Liz is like, yeah, polyester leisure suits and platforms. And Enid's like doing little Saturday Night Fever moves and going, yeah, boogie down to that groovy disco beat. (laughs) And as my notes say. They groove delightfully. They really do. The most delightful of grooving. <laughs> I think this was around the time I discovered that Americans pronounced what we say as leisure, yeah. as leisure. leisure. <laughs> there was know, a, but, like, but leisure suit doesn't sound like anything. Whereas this is true. When you hear leisure suit, it's like, oh, I know what that is. But yes. leisure suit sounds like, I don't know what that sounds like. Yeah. Leisure <laughs> suit sounds like something Mr. Roper in Three's Company would wear. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you've got a picture in your head when you your leisure suit. Yes. Yeah, leisure suit. That's just two words smushed together. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, this is true. Remember Luscious Jackson, who were like friends of the Beastie Boys, had an EP that has a song called uh, Life of Leisure. I've never <laughs> hearing this girl. What? What? Like, what? what? <laughs> it's how we say it. I don't know how I've gone like 20 years without knowing this, but... <laughs> So yes, we will be adopting our fellow uh, this side of the Atlanticans. Um, mm. Be aware that we cannot help ourselves saying leisure suit leisure. yeah because it comes leisure up a lot suit. in this episode it really like more than you would think <laughs> <laughs> well we cut uh, so Jessica dismisses this um, yes. and the delightful grooving and she's like I can come up I don't need your stupid help I can mm. come up with my own theme but then we cut to uh, quite a quite spectacular signage. It's it's an extremely wordy banner. Uh, oh my god, that's literally what my notes say. <laughs> there is so much text on this fucking banner, but it is quite funny as a sight gag because we, we literally just have this conversation with Liz and Enid and Jess, and then Jessica dismissing all of their ideas to then cut to her putting up this huge banner with basically every thing every word that Liz and Enid said is somewhere on this banner because it is saying you know oh like 70s disco Since Jessica Wakefield oh, presents yeah. presents <laughs> they're like yes like <laughs> 70s spring dance but it literally says like bring your polyester leisure suits and platforms and it literally goes like a boogie down to that groove and disco beat across the end as a tagline because that's exactly what Enid said while she was dancing around so it's basically like Word for word, what oh. what Liz and Enid said just in the last scene. <laughs> and the extras love it. They are living for this banner. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them congratulates her and she says, thank you, I put a lot of thought into it. And uh, Chrome Dome approaches and she says it's a dynamite idea. 
Oh my God, yes. As far as he's concerned, apparently it's a long time since Sweet Valley had boogie fever. <laughs> Jessica's like, boogie what? Uh, so next thing he kind of like takes her elbow when they go walking down the hallway as he's uh, starting a lecture, basically. He's like, it all started in 1972 with a band called the OJs and just kind of like trails yeah. off as they're walking. So she's getting uh, quite the, uh, the history of disco, it seems like. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we cut across to William and Manny. And William. Oh, William. Jesus. <laughs> I've been reading too much SVU. That's what it is. You're thinking a charismatic sociopath, William White. <laughs> to give him his full title. Of course, always. Couldn't be more different from our beloved Winston. Oh my goodness. I sorry, Winston. Forgive me. <laughs> Winston and Manny approach two girls, and uh, Winston asks, Which Foxy Mama wants to be my disco lady? Loving the use of Foxy Mama there, considering uh, it's an actual shop yes. in the books. <laughs> So the girls literally laugh at his face. Oh, once again, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Winston um, says he hopes Manny's having more luck uh, getting a date for the dance, but uh, Manny hasn't heard back from Edith. No, not at all. All week he's been waiting. Um, so Winston's like, why don't you just call her? But uh, or Manny insists that he will not ring her because he has his pride. Um, and then Winston points out that look, that's all well and good, but you can't dance with your pride. Um, so yeah, it turns out Manny is after asking Simone to go as just friends, though. But uh, this is the solution, apparently, is to just ask someone else entirely. Namely, <laughs> his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Come on, Manny. I know. Um, well, then we pan across to Chrome Dome, who's still giving Jessica the <laughs> disco history lecture and she looks very bored. She's not having it. <laughs> well, we cut to the kitchen of the casa and Liz and Enid are going through a box of 70s uh, treasures. Mm. Um, my charity shop dream in the mid-90s and indeed today. Yes. And Enid <laughs> points out that Jessica said she didn't need any help, but mm. Liz is clearly really enjoying it. She's just really enthusiastic and she just really loves all this 70s stuff. So she kind of can't help herself. And she's like, you know, Jessica won't mind a few suggestions. Uh, and Ina's like, yeah, some suggestions like my disco one that everyone now mm. thinks was her idea. So understandably, Ina's a bit bitter about that. And who can blame her? Hmm. And Liz admits that Jessica's good at taking credit for other people's <laughs> ideas. And uh, then Liz holds up something purple and asks if she can boogie down in this number. <laughs> Yeah, she holds up. They look like a pair of purple kind of cords. And I had a pair of purple cords in the 90s that I was wearing. <laughs> See, they are like, they're they're really hitting the spot. Yeah, of, definitely. Uh, <laughs> of the, the sort of 90s, 70s revival. Mm, 100%. So uh, she, Liz asks about Manny and, uh, well, you know, what's the story uh, is... Are they going to be boogieing together? But Edith says he he never asked her to the dance and she doesn't understand why. She says, he's the captain to my Tennille, the cool to my gang, the super to my freak. I love the way she delivers that. It's like, all right, ain't it? <laughs> you little freak, I love it. <laughs> so Liz wisely says, like, just ask him. Um, but like Manny before her, she says she has his her pride. Mm. And uh, this says it's too bad because they'd be a shoe-in for a certain contest. Oh my God. Yes. Apparently <gasps> Liz thinks that they would have been a shoe-in for the, uh, the Shake Your Booty dance contest. <laughs> Which, come on, that's tailor-made for those two. <laughs> oh, it totally is. And the prize is a flashback to the 70s bunch of eight tracks. Now, 
I can't believe that even Edith has an eight track player, but who knows? She probably does. Well, you know, it's established that she loves a throwback and loves her old cartoons and, you know, just there with all her Captain and Tennille reference. <laughs> <laughs> She's a retro girly. <laughs> Love will keep them together. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, uh, when she realises that this uh, this collection would include all her faves, like Cool of the Gang, the Bee Gees and Donna Summer, she cries, I have to find Manny. So she <laughs> rushes out the kitchen door as Todd comes in. And she's like, I eat it. She says, can't talk. Got the fever. It's amazing. <laughs> so Todd's like, well, what is all that about? And Liz uh, explains that she's got boogie fever. Uh, and then Todd, charmless as usual, goes, no, I thought she was born with that. Like, oh, shut up, Todd. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't get the theme of the dance. Because like, oh, everyone look, just looks stupid in the 70s. And it is kind of hilarious. In the 80s and 90s, there was a big even amid the revival and especially sort of late mm. 80s, early 90s, there was a big thing about the 70s being the decade that taste forgot. And of mm. course, now we look at certain 90, like now we certainly look at the 80s mm. and even certain 90s and like Y2K era stuff as being a taste-free, shiny <laughs> fest. It's just the way of things, isn't it? You just get enough yeah. distance from it and suddenly it's like, oh, that was kind of cool. It's, it's vintage now. It's like the fact that the 90s are vintage now just makes me oh, sick. I, I hate it. Well, <laughs> I've had my bad experiences of going to Paris vintage shops, being all excited last year and finding nothing but like 90s silky tracksuits and stuff. Oh. It was horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Liz rightly points out uh, that the fun of the theme is mm. that it's everything's kind of ridiculous and over the top. Yeah. Um, but Todd says the fun part of the 70s is, I guess it's some sort of basketball yeah. history. Basically, and, yeah. Uh, He's talking about Dr. J slam dunking over Kareem. So I I don't know who Dr. J is. I haven't watched any basketball documentaries. Uh, Kareem, <laughs> Ab- Kareem must be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But yes, like, other, than, I, other than that, I was just like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so Liz wants him to try on a polyester shirt, which is very Jarvis Cocker and which oh a lot God, of boys I knew at the time would 100% have worn in the mid-90s. <laughs> Um, but Todd isn't isn't biting. No, she asks him to put it on and shake his groove thing, but he's not <laughs> having it. She says he's going to find his own costume, and he's like, "Trust me, you'll love it." So I don't trust him. No, <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. Well, we cut to the moon beach where Simone tells Manny uh, that she's going to borrow her mom's velvet bell bottoms and suede halter top. When we see her later, she is not wearing this. Not not wearing either of those things. So I guess the plan fell apart, and she had to go for something else. <laughs> Maddie says, far out, and he's got a, a hand-me-down wardrobe of his own. Yeah, he says his plan is to borrow his dad's leisure suit. <laughs> then he's like, wait, unless he's wearing it. <laughs> Which I do like. Me too. <laughs> well, Edith comes in all excited. She's still got the fever. And uh, she stops short when she sees that Maddie is with Simone. And Manny's like, oh, hi, we were talking about the dance contest. And, you know, oh, like we're going to win. And Enid immediately grabs Winston is like, oh, not now, Enid. I'm looking for someone to boogie with. And she says, me too. Want to go together? And we see Manny's stricken little face. And then mm. we get one of my favourite moments in the whole thing. Oh, my God. Yes. Winston's like, you, me, and a little twirl away. And he's like, out of sight. And then my notes are just like, dancing. Yay. <laughs> but is they groove delightfully. It's like as long as Enid's involved, someone's grooving delightfully. It's true. <laughs> it's the way that like he goes from like you, me to like st- twirling and striking the pose oh. is so fun. It's, it's so just good. A joy. 
I love it. We cut to the casa where Jessica has gathered Cheryl, Lila, and two randomers who it actually becomes a joke that she doesn't know their name. But (laughs) as my notes say, Cheryl would never do this. Cheryl hates Jessica. Like she would never be, you know, press ganged into her team. I know this is the thing, but um, but yeah. So the gang have gathered for I guess it's like a committee meeting of some yeah. sort, uh, and Liz kind of comes along and puts on a seventies. I was going to say CD, but knowing them, it could well be a tape <laughs> uh, <laughs> to put on some kind of like seventies grooving music. Yeah. Uh, and they're all getting into it. They're like, "Yeah, this is great." And then Jess switches it off. She's like, "What are you doing?" Um, but just not happy with uh, with Liz getting involved at all. Uh, mm. But Liz is like, "You know, I thought it would get us in the mood for it," but um, but Jessica's like, "No, not having it." So switches it off. She's like, all right, down to business. Uh, no fun. Stop having fun, basically. <laughs> she says that her dance is going to be the event of a lifetime. Uh, so she's like, so everybody, don't waste my time with ideas <gasps> that aren't incredible. Like, she's so rude from the get-go. Especially as she has literally no ideas herself. None whatsoever. <laughs> so Cheryl and Lila, uh, they're all excited. They found a disco ball and a garage sale in Big Mesa, but Jessica's like, too small. And oh. they, they look crestfallen she oh. looks a bit annoyed as well as she might mm. but then Liz comes in with a tray of 70s treats oh my god yes yeah, like is anyone ready for a snack and she's got little gingerbread men with bell bottoms uh, she's got drinks made up so it's like Fresca and Tab yeah. and Lila's like ooh Fresca Tab tray 70s um, <laughs> and Cheryl's all excited as well she's like this is, we should just serve this stuff at the dance it'll be great so, great like, yeah, idea the, as well the ideas are coming yeah and Jessica's just like ugh please has anyone got anything useful to contribute um, like she's just shooting down everything then Liz kind of pipes up and suggests they could do like a 70s style lounge get some bean bags and like shag carpets and all this stuff and everyone's into it they're like yeah, yeah people could hang out there and Jessica's just like no that's boring this is a dance who's going to be sitting around you're all useless basically <laughs> <laughs> So Cheryl understandably quits Can't believe she even lasted this long Lila also agrees And then the randomers You just hear the overdubbed (laughs) Nobody cares about you guys (laughs) Then they all leave And uh, Jessica turns on Liz yeah, yeah. Well, as they're leaving, she's like, "Fine, I was going to fire you anyway." <laughs> but yeah, then uh, takes it out on Liz, and she's like, "Oh, you just had to stick your nose in everything, don't you? You don't think I could do anything?" But Liz points out she was just trying to help, um, and Jessica is just still completely narky over all this, and is like, "Well, this is one party you're not going to take credit for. Uh, you know, I don't need anyone's help, and especially not yours." Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she's just really annoyed by all of this, even though she's basically just ruined the meeting by really. Crossly shooting down every single idea anyone had. <laughs> oh, disgraceful carry on. Mm. The sad guitar plays. It does. So we cut to the next day. It's a random, <laughs> oh, very made up woman with what I can only describe as a crusty grey sprayed on hair streak and a disgusting cough is sitting so, in the casa. What is <laughs> I have no idea what is happening here. It's like, yeah, old glam lady. We're, my note said here. She's got this, like, as you say, it's like this kind of like big red hairdo with the big kind of silver streak in it. She wearing, she's wearing those kind of like tinted glasses. Yeah. Um, turquoise and leopard print number. Yes. Big turquoise belt as well as like turquoise leggings. Uh, she's got this real kind of like New York type of accent or something where she's just like, we'll put in smoke machines, light up yeah. dance floor, <laughs> like Studio 54. And then like has this hacking cough. And Jessica's just looking at her like, oh my God. God, this is disgusting. <laughs> She's kind of like Joey's agent in Friends. Oh, it's very Estelle. If Estelle was a redhead, she'd be this lady. <laughs> yes. Which actually was probably on telly at the time. It was on telly at the time. Because, yeah, Jesus, this episode came out in 1997. It's been on Ooh. telly for several years. Yep. <laughs> 
There you go. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, when Jessica realizes she has to pay up front for all these um, bits and bobs mm. and she's not going to get a student discount, the woman just scoffs, coughs some more and leaves. Yeah, yeah. my notes are just like, cough, cough, laugh. Jessica, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically how that plays out. <laughs> Oh, the next scene is tedious. Um, we got to Liz answering the door to Todd and he's wearing basketball gear and he's like, guess who I am? And Liz's like, I have no idea. And he's someone called Larry Bird. Yeah, I have heard of Larry Bird. So he was like, yeah, a big um, basketball. Familiar, but guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I know it's just not as big here as it ever was and, and is <laughs> in the States. So yeah, it's, it is a name I have heard though. But, um, but yeah, mostly those names I hear because they're mentioned in American like comedies and stuff yeah like I don't know them from you know the way I know who like I knew who in the, this same time like oh, no. Eric Cantona was or something you know <laughs> I was like, waiting to hear what the equivalent was going to be for like sports guy <laughs> I was thinking mid 90s I guess David Beckham Cantona like, <laughs> um, but uh yeah, he's uh, apparently he had his heyday in the eighties, but he was drafted in seventy nine, so it counts. And this is like this is just like your usual basketball uniform, and he's like, no, no, it's authentic. And apparently, all the guys, what a bunch of losers, are going just as seventy sports stars. So they're basically just wearing their basketball uniforms with mm-hmm. short shorts. Well, they're not, they're not even that short. They oh, are that different. Too, yeah. They are green, and they usually wear red when they're playing basketball. So yeah, I don't know. The, the team on the thing is like stars. I don't know if that is a team or what. But like even the name on the back of his vest, it didn't say Bird, like no. Larry Bird or even Wilkins. It said like Williams. I was like, yeah. come on, Todd. <laughs> it's so lazy. Just never did. <laughs> well, we cut to the Mood Beach where uh, Winston, he's back at work. I mean, he's at school. We've seen him at school. Now he's <laughs> do, doing a second shift. God. Poor kid. <laughs> He's behind the counter and he greets Manny and uh, Manny's like, don't hey Manny me, you traitor. Oh God, yeah. Winston's like, what is happening? But yeah, Manny's furious that he's taken Enid to the dance. Um, And Winston points out, but she asked me. Uh, and Manny's like, yeah, but you know I like her. And again, Winston's like, you're taking Simone. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Because Manny is really cross with him. But Manny points out that he's going with Simone just as friends. And Winston's like, well, I'm Enid and I are going as friends. And then Manny's like, you expect me to believe that? I thought I could trust you. And he like seems to be really f- like feeling betrayed by this. So much so that he also gets the like sad guitar music when he storms out that it's yeah. this big emotional moment and I was like this really didn't warrant that <laughs> uh, well this is the they've got to find the emotional moments where they can find them <laughs> in this episode like they, they're looking hard yeah. so yeah sad guitar once more mm. <laughs> go to the casa oh, Jessica I can it's basically her hair is in bantu knots I I how did this happen? Like for a split second when she walked into the room, I thought maybe she had some kind of like, you know the way she always has an elaborate updo. I thought maybe these were like curlers or something, like a pre-hairdo kind of. Yeah. She's on the way to something here. But then I was just like, oh no, that's that's not what, not what this is at all. Yes. This is so much worse than <laughs> And it does not work with her hair. And like it just she's blonde as well. So apart from you know there's cultural appropriation issues, oh, but also it is it doesn't suit her at all. Doesn't and like suit her. And like those twins are so gorgeous. There's very little. There's very few things that don't suit them or like ways to not make them look good. But I don't know who yeah. she pissed off in hairdressing that day because this is absolutely not it. <laughs> yeah, and like there was a thing in the '90s with white celebrities. 
doing this do mm. uh, you know like Bjork or like Gwen Stefani no she's not oh, fucking yeah. uh, well, yeah. she's kind of a example uh, repeat of, offender <laughs> exactly um, and it is not working on Jessica no that's the thing like it like it, it doesn't even look good on her you couldn't even no. use that as, as an excuse not that it would be one but I know yeah, people did tend to get away with a lot of iffy stuff at that time yeah. and it, it just it doesn't even suit her or look good so it's just no. like there's there's absolutely no reason for this at all no but uh and, and it's only for this scene like it seems like yeah. she's not going anywhere like this is not a do that would just no. take a few minutes she's just popping around the house doing some laundry like this is such an elaborate hairdo for yeah. no reason yeah. well and she doesn't have it anywhere you know later on no. But uh, anyway, she's, as you say, she has done some laundry, but uh, she's wrecked all this clothes. Oh, God. Yeah, because she's kind of coming into Liz like she's done her a big favour. She's like, oh, I washed all your sweaters. And Liz is like, oh, OK, thanks. But then she's like, oh, God, you didn't put them in the dryer, did you? And then like takes out a little yellow sweater and like it's like a child's jumper, like it's tiny. <laughs> it's been felted. Oh, yeah. the horror. <laughs> so uh, Jessica apologises and says she wants to make up... Um, and she'll let Liz help her with the party. Um, and Liz asks what she's actually got done so far. Yeah, Jessica's like, well, I came up with a theme. <laughs> Liz points out, yeah, Enid came up with the theme. So Jessica kind of flounders and she's like, uh, I got my date lined up. He's a total babe. Uh, and Liz is just not having it. She's like, I'm no, not interested. I don't want to have any part of this. And Jessica's like, I'll give you total creative freedom. But like, yeah, she's just, she gets to the point where she literally just has to beg for help because she's like, this dance is going to be a total disaster. I'll be totally humiliated and scared for life. Uh, and Liz is like, well, you should have thought of that before you decided to do it and then do absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but eventually she caves. Oh, of course she does. <laughs> Who's surprised? Because Jessica's all like, "If don't do it for me, do it for the school." Like, <laughs> what they do if they don't have a dance? So, um, <laughs> she Liz is like, "Okay, fine," um, but you have to sort out all the music, and you know, let's start making a plan. And then she's like, "Aren't you going to write this down?" And Jessica says, oh, could you do it? I just did my nails. Oh, God. Yeah, because Liz does make a point of saying, look, I'm helping, but I'm not going to do all the work. Like, yeah. you still have to do some stuff because Jessica's about to just breeze out of the room when Liz does relent. But um, but yeah, so there's just no talking to her. She won't even write anything down because of her nails. So, yeah, there's a lost cause. <laughs> I mean, who is surprised? <laughs> well, we cush to the Oracle office and Enid, in looking very cute in little sort of 70s style dress, uh, says that Manny has been claiming that he and Simone will win the dance contest, but Enid will see about that. Mm-hmm. And then who should come in showing off a costume? Oh, God. Yeah, well, fucking Todd <laughs> comes in. He's like, what about this radical costume? And they both look at him and they're like, what costume? So he points out that he's wearing a mood ring uh, and then like shows off this little necklace that he's wearing. He's like, oh, Funkadelic, huh? Uh, Liz is just like, oh, for God's sake. So she pulls like a yearbook out of some pile of stuff. So she's like, this is the school yearbook from 1975. And she's like, look, <gasps> this is what I want you to wear. Something yeah. like this. And Todd is like, I would rather die than wear any of those clothes. He's like, look at this bozo. And we see a little close up of someone in the yearbook. <laughs> yes, it's Werewolf Coop spinning the discs for Sweet Valley's new radio station. It's none other than Chrome Dome Cooper. My God, it's the principal. Yeah, so they're all amazed at this. And Enid's like, he was cute. What happened? 
Well, Liz points out the Chrome Dome, uh, or rather Werewolf Coop, Amazing. was voted grooviest dude in school. And Todd, again, so charmlessly says, I'd have chosen him or chosen him as the biggest <laughs> dork in the school. It's like, oh, hilarious, <laughs> Todd. What a snappy repost. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's just not going for this at all and he's just like sorry Liz it's Larry Bird or nothing and walks out and is just like oh god Liz go give Koichi a call please oh bring him back dress up and dancing if only he was still there we know he'd be good at both those things absolutely he'd love it and also this just confirms my hatred of Todd with his dissing of 1975 the year I was born (laughs) clearly a classic year the nerd (laughs) well However, not long after this, Todd is at his locker and he sees mm-hmm. Chrome Dome grooving along the corridor. But then he has a vision. Yeah, it's this mad kind of daydream thing where like <laughs> he suddenly sees Coop, like Coop, <laughs> werewolf Coop. He sees, yeah, like Chrome Dome as his like 70s self with like a big kind of like curly do. Uh, he's got sideburns, this kind of pink suit with the flares and the wide collar uh, yeah and Todd kind of shakes his head and it's back to like regular Chrome Dome who then says uh, to Todd that he digs that mood ring he's like out of sight <laughs> Chrome Dome is so fun in this episode he's great it's like he never gets to have fun so this is nice <laughs> making up for lost time yeah. and I feel that this is the same Chrome Dome isn't it from oh, I think since it is. season one since yeah. the start yeah, yeah. which is very rare oh my god I know it's like basically the twins Enid and Chrome Dome <laughs> And Winston. And Winston, yes. <laughs> I can't, sorry, I'm just going to say now, I think we were absolutely robbed by not seeing Shred in 70s mode oh in this my episode. God. Shred would be so game for all this stuff. Like he would have just been full on. Yes, give me the bell bottoms. Hand me that shirt. I'm into this. He would be grooving oh. and boogieing with the best of them. What might have been. <laughs> Maybe he's still wearing his uh, his... Top at tails and saying, yeah. the dude is rude, rude who crudely chews his food. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> well, uh, we cut to, I guess, the school hall. It's the venue, anyway, for yeah. the dance. And Liz is helping set things up. Like, they're putting up posters. One of which says something like, polyester is great or something, which, you know, is polyester all... rules. It's oh, like these are such... very strange signs. I kind of love them. Maybe they're John Waters fans. I don't know, but I, oh I like it. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, Jessica comes up while Liz is like working hard and uh, says, Oh, you're cutting it fine. Like, you've only got four hours to get dressed. And Liz is like, um, I'm still, you know, I'm working. And what's the story with the DJ? What is the story with the DJ? Oh my God. Yeah. Jessica's kind of, her eyes go wide and she's like, that was my job. And then Cheryl kind of turns up as well. And she's like, well, we can't have a disco without a DJ. Uh, And Liz is really kind of getting angry. She's like, how could you blow it like this? Like this is, you literally had one job. Yeah. Um, And Jessica kind of starts whining and she's like, I have to work on my outfit. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get a sequined halter dress in this town? I would say not hard because (laughs) they're always wearing halter dress and sequins in this town. Exactly. So she's really just kind of like, oh no, like, well, how is this my fault type of thing? But suddenly Jessica has an idea and we get a fucking incredible like transition to the next scene, which I was very happy about. Oh my God. We are disco balling straight in there. Oh, it's so good. Because <laughs> like the Jessica's face and like the 
how do you describe a transition I don't know it's like her face goes into like the screen kind of goes shrinks into a little ball and then like goes up to the corner of the screen where there is now a disco ball because the dance is now in full swing and here we are in the gym and it's all happening (laughs) oh my god and like the clothes superb so good so good so yes everything's happening and we see that uh, they have none other than chrome dome cooper werewolf coop has dusted off his uh his 70s duds because he is djing in an enormous wig <laughs> an enormous slightly unfortunate wig and mm. a leisure suit <laughs> yay <laughs> and he's rocking it he is. He's having a great time up there. <laughs> it's it's blue. It's slightly reminiscent of the legendary Parisian night suit in Freaks and Geeks in one of the best episodes. <laughs> um, which to those who haven't seen it, this is where Sam Weir is persuaded by Jason Schwartzman to buy a uh, Parisian night suit and turns up in school and thinks that everybody's going to think he's really cool. And that is an mm. amazing walk down a corridor where he realizes everybody does not think he's really cool. But he was ahead of his time because if he turned up in his dance, he would have been. Fitting right in. He would have been a hit. Yeah. There's Parisian night suits everywhere you look. <laughs> Plenty. And uh, the twins also look spectacular. Oh my God. Yeah, they actually do. Like they're all, they, they fairness, really I, do do. Like, I do like that they're wearing matching wigs because it's like, you know, it's the twins. Yeah. <laughs> so they're both wearing these like halter dresses and just these enormous like white blonde, like it, huge kind of. I don't know, like kind of like a, a an Afro wig, I guess. Yes. Like, but oh except it, it is sort of silver blonde. Yeah. Oh, they're, and, they're they're like white blonde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the dresses are really good. They're like they're so that good. gorgeous sort of seventies shaper. It's like a, a high waisted fitted A line almost going down to the mm. to the floor. Um, it's a really really good look. And uh, Liz asks Jessica how she knew that Chrome Dome had s- such DJ skills. But of course, he mentioned it during his disco history lecture. Exactly. Yes. So Jessica actually had the inside scoop on Coop this whole time. Yay! <laughs> so Liz says that she's proud of her. And uh, yeah, it looks like just the dance is a success, basically, because everybody's having a great time. Well, let, uh, yeah, I don't really understand why she's proud of her. Because she literally did the bare minimum at the last well, minute. But yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> but then. Who should come in in full leisure suit glory? Why, it's Todd. <laughs> I have came, to say. He came good in the end. <laughs> he's pulling off that leisure suit. It's sort he, of like um, Saturday Night Fever vibes. It works, doesn't it? Like it's this kind of pink I don't know, salmon pink kind of. Yeah. yeah, the trousers, the real tight waistcoat. Uh, he's got this great like patterned shirt on. It's kind of dark with sort of stripy pink kind of slashes on it. But like, he's making it work. He actually looks really good in it because even it kind of cuts to Jessica kind of pointing that he's just come in. So Liz runs over to him and Jessica's just looking at him like, oh, the state of this guy. And then she kind of stops and goes, no, actually he's making that work. <laughs> and gives like an approving nod. And it's like, yeah, same. <laughs> She's so funny there. It's really sort of like, credit where credit's due. <laughs> and uh, Liz, having rushed up to him, says, "Hey, disco daddy, you're one <laughs> groovy dude." And he sort of whirls her around and says, "She's a better date than the basketball team." Charming. Oh God, I know. <laughs> Speaking Liz, of which, 
they're there or is it their dads oh my god so yeah he, they walk past the basketball team who have all come in this like green 70s basketball uniform and one of them literally has like to even call it a receding hairline is doing him a favor that man is almost completely bald and in his 50s and yeah. is standing there like hey radical dude and it's like who are you <laughs> go home um he says radical threads are the old two finger guns of approval <laughs> my notes are like one of them is literally 50 <laughs> <laughs> I was being more generous I said at least 35 <laughs> I know I was going to write that but then I feel like we say that about all the guys that oh, yeah, no, for one episode is... so I was like no I had to push it out further because you just <laughs> I'm going to have to get a screenshot of this guy for people to see him because it's oh, so ridiculous I it, don't know how this happened he's like their dad he is like somebody he's like the sound engineer or something literally yeah. just like put a uniform on and just yeah. get out there and do <laughs> some like finger cuts put down that boom mic and throw on these <laughs> shorts we need you over here <laughs> seriously I, I wouldn't be surprised Oh god. So we cut to Winston and Enid who both look amazing. So good. Oh my um, god. Enid's got this amazing sort of wine dress with kind mm. of chiffony like most batwing sleeves. I would 100% wear it. Um Winston's sort of decked out in a slightly he kind of he's come for a bit of a shaft look but not not in a dodgy way. No no no. <laughs> it looks good. He looks good. <laughs> and uh she, she um he says, Come on, Mama, let's hustle. But she wants to hustle to the left just so she can see Manny. Oh yeah. So he's Winston's like, you know, if you care so much what Manny's doing, why didn't you come with him? Um and she's like, Well, he never asked. But Winston says that he did. He left a note with flowers, which you never thanked him for. And he's like, But I never got any flowers. And I do love the whole time they're having this conversation, they are dancing in sync and doing oh, the hustle the whole way through this conversation, so which I love. <laughs> And at one stage, like, Winston's really giving it loads and just, like, trying to push him out of the way yeah. so she can see Manny. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get off me, Winston. <laughs> and they do, like, her and Manny do, like, catch eyes. Definitely, yeah. And... They're kind of wistfully looking across the floor at yeah. each other. Yeah. So then Chrome Dome cries out, Is everybody ready to shake your groove pegs? And they <laughs> sure are. <laughs> oh, my God. And how... Fuck's sake. <laughs> Todd is really going for it. I have to say, he's like he's really charming. It's like this scene is just so charming in general. It like, really is. It's like when when they have Todd enjoying himself, he is very yeah. charming. It's like they just don't let this actor have fun enough as like, Todd. Because it's not his fault. This is the thing. As much as we yeah. get out about Todd, it is not this guy's fault. It's no. the way he's written. Like, and true. directed, clearly. Because when he had that yeah. comedy, the dream oh, sequence God. last time was hilarious. So and funny. this is really funny. Like, he's just not afraid to be goofy. He's just grooving away, grooving yeah. up a storm. Um, but uh, Winston goes over to get some punch. And who should be at the punch table but Simone? Yes, and notably not in her mother's velvet bell bottoms or suede halter top, but she does yes, look nice. <laughs> she does. It's a good so, sort of open. She's got like, a, I guess it's a button up dress, but she's wearing it open with stuff underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does look really good. She's got this lovely high ponytail as well. Mm. She looks really good. But yeah, Winston kind of um, kind of sidles up to her and he's like, well, I don't know about you, but my date is here with the wrong person. And Simone is on the same page because she's like, yeah, mine too. So they decide they're going to do something about that. Mm. Um and I really hoped that there was something going to happen between Winston and Simone here. I'm just yeah. mad for him to have a love interest. I'm like, I don't care yes. who it is, please. <laughs> it's been t- like, has he ever 
never had a proper no, it's never. ridiculous it's so unfair I just I'm the injustice of it I'm, it's too much <laughs> it is baffling <laughs> so Enid still looking amazing her makeup's really great too mm. she's got the kind of like pale sort of nude lip and blue yes. eyeshadow um, and she's some try- in the crowd looking for Manny uh, to no avail and then <laughs> Crabdown cries it's time for the shake your booty dance contest so grab your partner and Enid and what I can only say must be the town motto given that they always have to have a date for everything goes how can I shake my booty without a partner <laughs> What's she supposed to do? (laughs) So we kind of see like both her and Manny are kind of both like looking around for like their partner who have both disappeared at this stage. Um, And then we see that uh, Winston has gone up to um, to Chrome Dome at the DJ booth and he kind of says something into his ear. So then he uh, he puts his yeah, he says over the mic that there's a special request going out to Enid with love from Manny. L-U-V <laughs> That's right And we cut back to the dance floor oh For a fucking tremendous sequence Oh <laughs> uh, This is just absolute joy I mean hopefully you can sort of grab this bit of video <laughs> And put it up on socials Because this scene is an absolute delight Manny slides across the floor With his arms outstretched And says Enid would you be my Disco dancing queen She says I thought you'd never ask And and everybody starts Grooving to disco lady (laughs) Dance floor every night (laughs) But I love so much That like Manny comes up to Enid Slides up to Enid asks this She's like yeah I'd love to and they just immediately break Into this like choreographed dance routine And I do love that that is just a thing that happens in this show where it's like people are like do you want to dance yeah okay let's dance let's do this very fucking complicated choreography that we both <laughs> just happen to know <laughs> they set that tone from the very first episode when Winston and uh, Liz, Liz yeah. did the incredibly mm-hmm. homecoming the weirdly sexual homecoming <laughs> <laughs> so it is an established thing at dances and I love that it is so much <laughs> And this whole scene, my notes just say, this is just so fun. It is. Everyone (laughs) is having a great time. (laughs) Everyone looks amazing. Mm. Cheryl's dancing with Winston. She's wearing a white sort of Diane von Furstenberg style 70s wrap dress. Um, There's some really gorgeous dresses on the dance floor. I want to retrospectively like pick up quite a few of them and uh, (laughs) everyone is totally getting into it the entire cast it's and the song is actually kind of good it's like a you know clearly one of the ones they've got written by their team of tame musicians but it's fun it's funky and uh, everyone's having a blast they are and yeah and everyone looks so good we do get a brief look at Lila as well she's got this real kind of like slicked back like 70s ponytail like she looks like a 70s supermodel she looks so good oh she's riding in at a white horse in Studio 54 entirely yes I kind of I was like she looks so Bianca Jagger (laughs) such a good look on her she looks great because her cheekbones are incredible (laughs) yeah so it's just Absolutely, visually, just the the vibe. It's an absolute joy. One of the most purely joyous scenes of yes. the whole thing. So fun. And uh, sadly, it has to end. But Crom Dome announces the winner of the contest. Yeah, he's uh, someone. Ha- I think it's a Cheryl. Maybe hands him an envelope, so we get an extra off screen going. He's announcing the winner. <laughs> And we do hear Manny and Enid each saying that they hope they win. And uh, yeah, they do. They they are announced as the winners of the Shake Your Booty contest. Hooray! And they happily accept their 
prizes. Their stack of tapes. Yes. <laughs> but then Chrome Dome introduces the person who put this entire thing together. And of course, Jessica takes center stage and thanks everybody. But then amazingly, she does thank everyone who did the work. Hilariously, she says, you know, thanks to Cheryl and Lila. And I forget their names, but they really helped. <laughs> It's so funny because it's like, yeah, those other two extras, we don't need to name them. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then she does say, but especially Liz, without uh, without her, this party would have been a disaster. And she even says, <gasps> and of course, Enid Boogie Shoes Rollins, who came up with the idea of the 70s theme. So like, in fairness to her, she does actually give all the credit where it's due. And again, yeah. the extras are gas because they're all like, way to go, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> There's huge applause. Yeah. So Liz congratulates her and Jessica says from now on she's only going to parties. She's not going to organise them. They all start grooving again and Chrome Dome boogies up and congratulates Jessica for taking on the challenge and asks if she'd like to plan the prom. Yeah, she's like, absolutely no chance. And they all have a big laugh. And uh, yeah, they're all kind of dancing again. But then uh, Liz is like, oh, this place is a mess. I hope you hired a good cleanup crew. And she's like, mm, see ya. And kind of dances <laughs> off. So poor Jess is left there going, cleanup Uh-oh. crew. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then we get what is my second favourite moment in the entire episode, which this scene is so charming and funny um we cut to maddie and enid they're slow dancing they're the last ones left there isn't even any music playing (laughs) um but then who should sort of stomp into shot but jessica pushing a huge broom sort of mop thing around but then she puts the needle down on the because the decks are still there on disco lady disco lady starts up again so then Jessica just kind of like dancing around with her broom as she's sweeping up. Manny needed immediately break into their dance routine again and start grooving around on the floor, just the two of them. And yeah, so the three of them are all just dancing, dancing around on the floor. It's fucking great. It is the cutest thing. And I loved it. And it was a delightful way to end the episode. It really was very sweet. And also sweet as well that like Jessica still had a bit of like atoning to do and that she was the one who had to clean up everything yeah. so she didn't completely get away with like fobbing everything off on Liz and then last minute coming through with a solution so you know she still got a bit of consequences which is always nice to see <laughs> it is but I did like that she sort of you know did it with she's, a bit of panache she's, she's good natured about it which is also unusual yeah. <laughs> well hi beta alpha siblings did you enjoy that episode as much as we did did you don your polyester did you <laughs> don your leisure suit did you have a leisure? Did you, well, I um, don't know if any of you, don't think any of you are that old. Did any of your parents have a leisure suit like Maddie? There you go. Yeah, it did seem like even when they were rooting around boxes in the casa, the feeling was that it was like, you know, their parents, if they were ever around, uh, like mm-hmm. their stuff, like a lot of it was like, oh, my parents have this thing. And sure, Simone was going borrowing clothes from her mother. So it was yeah. very like everyone's mom and dad just have like a box of 70s stuff. Oh, I reclaimed so many things. <laughs> so uh, um, I I fully related to that. Yeah. And did you, listeners, did you steal your parents' wardrobes? Um let us know because we always love hearing from you. We, well, I guess, are we on Twitter? I don't even know. I'm... It's look, the, the account is still there. I check it every so often. So mm. there is a presence there until they start charging us for it. Then we will absolutely bail. But uh, look, we're yeah. still on that sinking ship at SPH we, Podcast. <laughs> we might go to Blue Sky. I mean, it oh, hasn't yeah. really taken off yet, but yeah, uh, not completely. But it's I might not, just bagsy the username even. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's not the only way to contact us. 
Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at svh SVH podcast. Here is your yet another reminder to um, send us if you were at the event the other night to send us your pics of your ensembles mm. because, uh, as we said, we have done. We- um, <laughs> It's like we think we're really organized, and then right after something happens, we're like, "Oh, we didn't do any of those things." In fairness, like do the actual recaps takes up a lot of work. That's like true. planning, doing all the notes for everything <laughs> takes forever. So yeah, we put the work in in other ways. That's true. Um, but uh, you did enjoy my fair shred, as uh, as did we. Um, mm. Though Fifi and Shirley, I think, did mishear something because when Todd was flicking through the channels annoyingly, he in insisted on watching the Canadian what I thought was ping pong mm. um, no it was it was ping pong because yes. <laughs> there was ping pong noises <laughs> but uh, Pippi Ann said I don't know what shocked me more with this episode how much I also want to watch the Canadian pig farm finals <laughs> <laughs> but I'd actually want to hang out with Liz for a weekend or we see a parent's face I mean I think seeing a parent's yes, face all is of the things are thing. very unexpected <laughs> There was some debate over what yeah, star sign Winston Winston has the energy of. Yeah, socially awkward skeleton uh, says that he gives Aquarius energy, uh, and Kaded reckons Gemini all the way. So, bit of debate over Winston's vibe there. <laughs> yeah, well, keep sharing your Winston horoscope thoughts <laughs> so we could get a picture of him. Um, Fatakshan spoke for us all, I think, when she said, "I would pay to see a Shredula movie. I would pay big time." <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> well, when Winston insulted the girls by uh, saying how um, that they could give cra- uh, Shred a crash course in etiquette, saying, you know, posing, acting shallow, all the stuff you do so well. And Jessica said, flattery will get you nowhere. Pippi and Shirley said, counterpoint. Winston's flattery will get him everywhere with me. <laughs> And then apologised, but like, no need, because same. <laughs> no need at all. You wouldn't even need to flatter us, to be no, honest. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's very little you would need to do. <laughs> that we would just be begging him to give up the, you know, full-time diner managing job. True. <laughs> Finish your education, please. <laughs> Well, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, um, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, special thanks to everybody who watched the live feed. Uh, we had so much fun and uh, it was a bit tricky looking at your comments afterwards because we thought they'd like just stay up easily, but we did get to go through them and it was delightful to see how much uh, you were interacting during the, yeah. <laughs> during the show. I'm so glad that there was like crack to be had in the comments box because that's just so lovely and I'm so glad that you all had fun because yeah we had a great time so I'm just really glad that everybody else seemed to as well so yeah thank you so much for joining us either online or in person because uh yeah it was a great night and we really need to do this more definitely definitely it will not be another four years years. (laughs) definitely not Well, we'll be back to the usual schedule, having taken time out to follow <laughs> fucking Nicholas Morrow up a cliff. 
a mistake. <laughs> never follow God. him up a cliff. <laughs> oh, never again. I just hope we don't have any more Nicholas centric books because my God, he God. overstays his welcome very quickly. Doesn't quick. he though? <laughs> Holy shit. Like, it's kind of like, ha, Nicholas, what'll he do next? Oh God, is he still here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, no wonder Barbara was crying all the time. <laughs> very fair. Suddenly it's very relatable of Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Most relatable can't, quality is constantly telling Winston, or not Winston, Jesus. <laughs> What's your problem with Winston, man? <laughs> I think my brain has been addled by spending mm. an entire book with Nicholas. But um, yes, her most relatable characteristic is constantly telling Nicholas to fuck off. Go away. Yes. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. Stop throwing stones at my window, you monster. Please, just let me be. <laughs> well, it'll be a Nicholas-free zone, I hope. Oh, no, look, we, we've, it, said, we've said that now where we cursed ourselves. <laughs> no, because we have read the rest of the book. It's part oh, two right. of Jessica Quits the Squad. So we yes. know Nicholas is going to wear his hideous head. Oh my God. It's so funny. Whenever I say the name, when Jessica quits the, no, Jessica quits the squad out loud, my brain replaces it like when Velma takes the stand. <laughs> so it's like, when Jessica quits the squad. <laughs> That'll be the next musical number. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we will find out what happens when she actually quits the squad, which what? happens at like the very end. God, of so late in the day. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like I read it about a year ago because we had this, <laughs> this ridiculous Nicholas Caper in between. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to have to just refresh my memory, I think, on that second half of the book for sure. Before, oh, before 100%. I haven't done yeah. any of my notes for it, but uh, we will. Don't worry, listeners. We'll have brushed up and we'll be ready to share the second half of the book with you. And of course, uh, we will see you, the wind beneath our wings, our beloved Pibian Alpha siblings, back here in the clubhouse in two weeks' time when we mm. find out what happens when Lila is kidnapped. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, some uh, some of the gang have to investigate crimes and cappuccinos. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And we went from like Sweet Valley Spring Dance being like the big stakes of the episode to Lila being kidnapped. That's gas. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. Holy shit. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.